You're listening to the Zenial Dadcast. All right, everybody. This is Mo. Welcome to the Zenial Dadcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Devin. Great to be back. How are you feeling today, Mo? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And I think today today is going to be one of those episodes because um, you and I were were movie geeks. So today we're going to sit back and we're going to reminisce on Scream, the new Scream movie and the entire Scream series, because I do feel like it's played a role in our relationship ever since yeah. you were you were a kid. Uh, we're also going to listen to a, a new band called Plika, and Plika is going to be the band to dig out on this here episode. So stick around. Let's talk about let's talk about Scream because I first of all let me confess that. Mm-hmm. I did not know it was going to come out when it came out. I was kind of, I was I was not in the loop. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> and uh, that's only a surprise to you because you know how how much of a fan I've been of horror movies and, and of Scream, right? Oh yeah, and that's how I st- and that's how it started off for me. Like that's how I think Scream was like the big was like the first movie that got me into horror movies growing you, up. You know, I think we were a bit irresponsible with you because that's you, okay you really should not have seen screen <laughs> when you did <laughs> that's okay hey i got a i got something to talk about when i went to the theater okay i kind of yeah. saw my i kind of saw myself like in a flashback yeah, um you were really too young to to watch that movie when you watched it um how old was i so old came, so the first scream the first screen movie came out in 1996 mm-hmm. so you were you were one yeah okay. we're one. Was one but you didn't see it till probably 97 98 like three four years old because that's when the sequel was coming out so i'm looking right now because i remember you saw the sequel well the- didn't um we went to the theaters to see scream but it was definitely it had to be scream 2 or scream 3 right so so the sequel came out in 1997 so right if, if my memory serves me right uh you were still a toddler scream mm-hmm. one scream two but then when scream three came out which came out in uh 2000 you were you were five right yeah am i right on that i yeah, guess so yeah were... i had to be something like yeah around there because i can remember all i remember you scaring me a couple of times with a scream mask <laughs> yeah um for instance i remember we were at the christmas tree shop or somewhere with mom you were taking me to the bathroom because I needed to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and I'm in the stall. And then as soon as I turn my back and I, you tell, you say, Hey, Devon, look. And then I look over, you have the mask on. And I'm just running, screaming. <laughs> I remember that. Well, that was traumatizing, but I never hit from him. You know, it was it, still a good movie. I loved it, it. it sounds like it was a good memory. Good, for good old times. It's a good old times. Yeah. But you know, that was before you know cell phones <laughs> so, before so, cell phones got very good no that what that was totally before cell phones and that's yeah. what makes that's what makes uh the scream series so unique in the genre because it did start it did start before cell phones and then throughout the entire you know cell phone social media twitter then you you actually you got um you got scream 4 right which was much yeah. more was much more you know meta much more millennial Right, more into the generation. Yeah. I remember that we took you to see Scream 3. 
I remember that we took you to Sims Street Three. You were you were toddlers. So you were probably five or six. And I remember you dressed up as Ghostface, and you had a plastic knife that had you know like the fake blood all over it. Yeah, I was going. I was. I was having fun. <laughs> I was and, vibing, you know. And, just... and we got we got some stares. Like people were staring at us because hey, I mean... because we were bringing in a toddler <laughs> to a Reddit argument. <laughs> hey, well, or let me bring up this story. Also, um, my apologies. As you can hear the background noises, that's my um, that's my heat <laughs> just turning on. Oh, I apologize. That noise is kind hey, of man. annoying. You're in Boston. It's cold. It's cold. Yeah, it's yeah. so bad. We've had the worst temperatures ever. I think we had like negative seven degrees in the morning. It was yeah, bizarre. It's it's nuts. I, I can't handle it anymore. Like I I need warm weather. This month is going by so quick. So I'm like hoping for <laughs> the first sign of spring popping up because I'm just ready. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a rough. This. It's a rough season this year for sure. Right. Yeah. What what was the but, story? What did you want to talk about? So when I went to go see the movie. Um, the night on Thursday, Thursday night last week, um, this was the premiere. Went to go see. I was just in line, you know. I was I was in a concession concession stand, you know, bring just getting a bottle of water. And so I'm in I'm in line. I see this little kid. I believe he's maybe like around like I have to say roughly like seven or eight. And he 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 had a screen mask and a little toy knife, and he was with his dad. And I think he was like the only kid, the only the, the only youngest kid, like with, with his dad, um, with an wow. adult, you know, going to a Ready R movie. Wow. And and you know that you know that kind of like drew like a little flashback moment for me. Kind of made me space out, just going to that moment, you know, going to the movies with you in general, but like also like you know seeing the movie Scream as a kid at that age. I was probably a little more younger than this kid that I saw, but. But still the same, you know, uh, you know, a child going to a rated R movie. He was the only one. And everyone else was like, at my age, wow. you know, just going for the movie. You just know? A, a little bit of history repeating itself. Literally, yeah. It was like, like I said, it was like a flashback moment, wow. like for, for a little for a little bit, you know. And, so, and it was great. It was so great maybe, memories. Maybe it wasn't so bad that I took you. Maybe it wasn't so strange that I took you. No. I mean, because, like, when you brought that up, I'm like, maybe it was a little irresponsible. I'm like, eh, well, I mean, we're not the only ones that kind of, you know, that brings a young kid to see a rated R movie. Me, if I had a kid, I mean, I definitely would do it. I'm saying that right now. I mean, like, why not? <laughs> but... I don't know. Yeah, it was. I saw that, and and the movie was great. By the way, it was it was great. Let's talk about that. that. Let's, Better let's than four. So 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 just just before we get into it, um, mm -hmm. full spoilers, right? If you're listening, and for whatever reason this matters right to you, now. yeah, you know, turn Leave turn right this now. off. It's the only time <laughs> I'm gonna be okay with people turning this podcast off. Uh, <laughs> right. But I want to know. So, the movie is great. Um the way it starts the scene starts just like the first one and you know a house showing it as a as a still shot and if you want to know this big spoiler um dewey dies okay so that's and and the killer um there's 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 two people who are who are the killer so it kind of goes back tagging like well there's and, always there's always two well think... scream well oh yeah scream two there was two 
Yeah. It was Billy Loomis's mom. I think the only the only one that only had one Nikki. killer was Scream Three. Yeah, Scream Three. And you Scream know what? Three. I'm pretty sure that was because they they cut they cut some scenes out. Because I remember reading something about one of the other girls was supposed to be the partner. In the, the partner. Murders. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. In Scream Five, um, you you we see Billy Loomis coming back, but as like a ghost shadow. Apparently, one of the main characters who's being like you know chased around kind of like sydney prescott was you know when she um in the first one her father is billy loomis it, it was so bizarre um the story went like you know apparently i, I think billy loomis had an had an affair or cheated on sydney back and back and forth before he died and this other woman had a daughter didn't tell anyone didn't tell like her 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 old husband her her husband so, who ran out so i'm gonna stop you right there i think i think you're confusing me too much <laughs> i'm not even you gotta sure. see the movie maybe you, you gotta didn't see understand it. what was going on <laughs> well I, I saw it twice and you know i i i i saw what was going on apparently like it it tags in with billy loomis for sure but the storyline is a little different you you i mean you have to go see it the the killers are um well they're both like fans that they both met on the on online on social media saying like the whole plot was about you know like scary movies are ruined because you know the because of Sidney Prescott with you know with all the horrible killings that's been going on you know the movie studios have cut back you know making horror films because of the because of Sidney's you know timeline and and it, one one of the killers lived um, lived in the house where where Stu lived at the time. So that's where it takes place. That's where it goes back because we have a killer that you know that that's living in the same house where Stu had where, where Stu lived and where Billy died as well. I can keep going, but I, I don't want to make it like confusing. Well, I think I think you have. I think you've accomplished making it confusing. <laughs> I think if anyone's listening right now, they have absolutely no idea what this movie's about. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's hard to describe. Well, let me it's... ask you this: Was it a good movie? Did you enjoy it? Like, really? I did enjoy, enjoy it? it. I enjoyed it. I I personally love liked it more than four because um, there was more killings and the killings were more brutal than than before, and of course, um, okay, a few characters you know died. Even the ones you know that were in the movie for in the long run, you know, in the old franchise, such as Dewey. So you know, that's one of the things that that always um, that attracts me to horror series. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have a franchise like this, and they go from movie to movie, you always have your core list of actors or characters. The brave ones find ways to get rid of, to kill off characters, keep it interesting with the new characters. And so, Scream One, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Scream 2, again, okay, nobody, like, Jamie Kennedy, what's his name? Randy. Randy dies, right? That Randy, was a big, yeah. that was like a shock. And then Scream 3 comes around, and Cotton Weary dies. I thought that mm -hmm. was an interesting choice to, to really, he was presumably coming from Scream 2, one of the main characters. He was one of the main survivors. Well, he was a little bit, he was in a, for a little bit in Scream 1, right? He was like in a little exactly. TV scene. Yes, yeah. he's, he's, he's like he, he's he's historically you know one of the characters from the very beginning, right? Um, but he was also one of the main survivors in Scream Two, and he dies in the first five minutes. Right, right. Uh, so then you get to Scream Four, and nobody dies. 
just just the new people, just the young kids. Just the new people that died, right? yeah, in Scream Four, right? And so for me, Scream Four was definitely a letdown because it, it was it, it didn't take any risks. Um, it certainly didn't expand any any arc, any storylines, mm-hmm. and it sort of uh, it just sort of regurgitated what what had what had already happened. Right. It tried to be clever with the whole obsession with fame and. You know that the, the killer was obsessed with being Sydney Prescott. That she wanted to become Sydney Prescott in the eyes of the media. So, mm-hmm. but this one at least looks like it has some balls, right? It actually goes goes for it. It was it was more aggressive, especially like in the first scene. Um, the killer, you know, attacks this character named Tara, who's a sibling to uh, one of the main characters that's being chased around. That's related to Billy Loomis. They're, they're like they're half sisters and i mean like the whole brutal the whole killing scenes you know you know for instance like dewey scene it i liked it a lot because dewey had like a little moment of of fighting the killer for a little bit right and then pulling his gun out shooting the killer like the same way same sh- same um, multiple times like he did um in scream three but one thing is that he forgot to shoot in the head and that kind of tagged into Scream 3 like an Easter egg. Um, right. And, and then from there, I mean, like the killer got up really quick, stabbed them, stabbed them um, towards, you know, the stomach and the gut. And then <laughs> this, was, this was the first. There, there's a, The scene shows a killer pulling out another knife and stabbing him in the back. And then uh, the killer shows Dewey that he has a bulletproof vest on. Wow. But it was pretty cool. The movie was pretty cool. Um, you see Gail Weathers come back, you know, as a news yeah. reporter, as always. In the movie, they're both her and Dewey are divorced, mm-hmm. and her story, her 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 job, like you know, took off right mm-hmm. away. And yeah, I'm looking, and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got a 75% score on the tomato meter, really? and audience score 83 percent that's really good Mm -hmm. because i did not expect it to have that kind of reception you know it was kind of like they they it was kind of like a a redemption coming like off from scream 4 because i mean everyone didn't like nobody liked scream 4 too much but yeah um like like i mean it it was it was aggressive it kind of brought back like the same it brought back the same, you know, feeling like like the original one, yeah. for sure. But they also, like, when you brought when you brought up Randy, mm-hmm. they bring him back as well. But as like uh, as a, a remembrance, um, there's a scene where like the kids are all in a house where Randy lived, mm-hmm. and apparently one of the one of the main characters, you know, are are related to Randy. They're the uh, they're they they are you know. Um, what's it called um nephew niece and nephew to randy and you actually see randy's sister come back the same actress that that appeared in scream 3 ah cool yeah. and they meet and she meets face to face with dewey again just like in scream 3 it was you know mm-hmm. so it's um, funny because i'm looking at like uh, i'm just looking at ron tomato scores for the last movies this one's scream the new scream scream 5 seems to be doing the best it's doing good Scream 4 was 61%. Scream 3 was 41%. The way how they ended up going for the killers, I wish they went a little different way. 
81% for Scream 2. So Scream 2 did really good. This mm-hmm. is on par with Scream 2. That's interesting. That's cool. But um, you, you wish they'd gone a different way with the killers? Yeah, because, I mean, the whole plot, the killer scheme for the two characters in Scream 5, their whole background were like, you know, they're just a bunch of movie nerds that love the movie Stab. And, right. Right. and you know, like how Stab movies were just... The whole plot in Scream Fire saying, like, you know, stab movies have gone worse before. They're not as the same as they were, like, the original ones mm-hmm. that were based on Sidney Prescott. Right. They kind of got, they, they talked a little bit where they kind of gotten weird with the stab movies, kind of like a more like a, like the Saw type vibe of a movie. Because you, they, they, they talk about it in the movie scenes in, in, in the, in the new film, but, um, the two characters, like I said, they're like movie geeks. They both met online. What's a and found out, you know, one of we, them lives in Stu Marco's house from the original. Well, you know, if you were so, this is what I like about about that because I know you said you you wish you'd gone a different way, but if you if you compare this to Scream Four, right? So you have right. Scream One, Scream Two, and Scream Three, where it's all relative. It's they're all related. It's either it's, it's Stu, and then it was his mom. Right. And then number three was uh, the brother of Sydney, right? right? A long, long so, lost brother. So it's just like this. It, up until part three, it was just this massive, um, screwed up family. Right. And then Scream Four, and which you can forgive. Like I forgive. I, I like trilogies. So, like I even yeah. thought the long lost brother story was a little far fetched. Mm-hmm. I could understand why the mother in Scream Two would come back and kill everybody. Because she I, wanted. She was mad. But like the long lost. The long lost brother, who is a successful film director, who feels the need to to seek revenge for to a sister, he he's doing okay. You know, he's a successful film director, he's doing all right. Like he hasn't suffered too much in his life, but for whatever reason, he wants to kill Sydney. I thought that was a bit far fetched. He was just jealous. <laughs> but then, but then, yeah. But but keep in mind that his story was like he he uh, he convinced Billy and Stu, like he directed Billy That's- and Stu in part one. That was the. I remember that. I remember so, that in what he in Scream Three. I, I remember that they they were talking about that where like he's saying that he you know helping out these two kids, helping not get caught and stuff um, like that. It's a little. It's it's convoluted and it's not. It's not really. It doesn't ring true, right? Yeah. But I I like the movie still. I I uh I forgave it. But then Scream Four came out and they did the same thing. It had to be a cousin of Sydney who wanted to kill her, right? Yeah. And it's just like it's just too. It's like a soap opera. Everything, everyone's related, and everything's everything's a, a little too far fetched. But right, right. if you were if you were really gonna think, okay, in real life, if a scream scenario were to happen, and it has happened, you ha- you do have serial serial killers out in the world. How do they happen typically? Uh, it's usually because one or a couple of people are just demented and they want to copy something that they admire. And mm-hmm. a, an example of that are the Columbine shootings where, you know, now they know that these guys are uh, really obsessed uh, with violence and with mm-hmm. violent movies. Like they would talk about Quentin Tarantino movies. They would talk about how people would, would uh, you know, how their names would become infamous right. in, in the world and stuff. And so that's how it happens. It's not because they had this elaborate plan to get back at the girl who broke up their family. Like it, it doesn't happen like that in real life. 
you know yeah that's true and so that's sort of how that's sort of part of why also it makes it even scarier is because it could just be two crazy dudes who are obsessed with movies right Mm -hmm. you know now that i've spoken to you and now that i've i've seen their positive rotten tomato score score you don't have to see it (laughs) no i'm gonna go see it i definitely want to see this movie now there's more to it you know i watched an interview of matthew lillard lillard who played Stu mockler in scream one he did an interview um with this with the actor who played billy loomis i forgot his name but um they were doing an interview with someone and it's speaking about um what he's what does he think about scream five the new one coming out and he's pretty he, he saw the trailer he loved it a lot right. and people were questioning whether you know did they you know identify did they like confirm his death in scream one mm-hmm. for Stu? and everyone and everyone say no no one confirmed his death yeah um because he got a tv smash on his face i mean obviously i mean some people i mean you can die from that but you know if there's a chance where you can survive you're just gonna have a like pretty much bad scarring yeah so yeah that's true i think you know it would be pretty far-fetched to believe he would survive that but you're right Right. you're right they never do but he said that that was one of the theories he he um, he was told he was asked the question whether would he ever would he be interested to come back ever and he said yeah he wants to he's ready he he's just waiting for the go for the for the go to for like to say like you know you're gonna be in you're gonna be in scream again have you have mm-hmm. you ever heard the theory the theory that um Stu was in love with Billy how no. He was obsessed with Billy. That's that's why uh, he followed him and he did everything he asked. He was like, like there's this and there's a couple of hints in the movie where he's really um, close to Billy. He's not that close to his girlfriend who ends up who he ends up killing in the garage, and uh, mm-hmm. and he's not like and he's you know a bit flamboyant. He's not super macho like Billy is. There's that theory mm, that true. he was gay and he was obsessed. He was in love with Billy. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and I and when I, I when I saw one. that, I'd be that that'd be a great, like that'd be a great character trait. If yeah. they were bring, if they were to bring back Stu, that he would confess that because the one thing you never see in horror movies are gay serial killers. That's mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe the final frontier that the oh, yeah. gay movement hasn't quite reached just yet <laughs> you know right i mean I, I mean it's a good point i mean i could that that could be possible i mean like, like, like I, they never talk about the trial that happened afterwards right if he survived there would be a right, trial right. and they would he would be put in jail or maybe he he has a, an insanity uh defense it would have to be a good it would have to be a good story to bring him back like it can't be a letdown you know they would yeah. have to make they would have to be a good story if they're gonna bring well, an original character. I, I definitely want I definitely want to see this movie and I think uh and I think given given it's that great. it's doing so well, there's there's probably gonna be a Scream Six. You know? That's what uh, they said because since they since they hit the box office, they topped up they topped with Spider Man No Way Home. But I but I do think that they have to I mean, if they do a six, you know, they killed off Dewey, so the the two remaining characters they have to kill are, someone else. Are Gail and Sydney? I really do think they got to kill them both off, you know. Yeah, in order to and, start. New, yeah, that's 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 um. I, 
I read that part saying, you know, if they're going to make something, keep going, you know, open up a new generation. Scream's got to be like, uh, like, like the grassy. It should just be new, new teenagers every, every 15 years or so. <laughs> Coming back. <laughs> All right, right. Have you seen the TV? Did you see the TV series, the MTV Scream? Oh, man, I did. And I really, I, I didn't see it's the last horrible, episode. Right? You know, you know how they brought out the last, like the, like one of the reboots, one of the last uh, seasons for it um is when they brought back the the uh the original screen mask right in the series i think so because because yeah. the first two seasons it was a different mask it was, it a, was a different mask it was yeah it was a different story <clears throat> different character different I, i'll you tell know. you this i watched it i watched the first two seasons and right. uh it, I will, i'll admit it wasn't good but yeah, it was horrible. definitely it was definitely a guilty pleasure like there was just it was just good enough that I just wanted to see who was going to die next. And they were really I, good I, at that. Like, they were just bringing new people. <laughs> and yeah. They would, get, they would die. I think it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, there was. it took too long to, you know, for a scene to happen, for, like, a killing to happen in that in that series. But, oh, I mean, yeah. like, then again, I mean, that's a, it's a TV series, not a movie. But... It, it was um, never it was never built to to work as a TV show. They, they try to, <laughs> but but I will I will give to. them props for trying because I I did I did get hooked on those first two seasons, and then when it went away it went away for a little while before it came back. Um, mm. I just didn't pay attention when they came back. Even the third season, I mean, I think I think I kind of I I it was alright. But you know what I, you know what it proves I, though is uh, the first two seasons that you can reboot it you can reboot it with different characters so if they wanted to continue the movie series you you don't it doesn't have to be just nev campbell and courtney cox forever right it could be you someone know. else it could be different characters you just need good writers they just need to bring in make sure that they have a good set of writers so they can write a good story because it is possible mm-hmm. the same way that halloween has yeah. done too halloween has done a reasonably good job of, did you uh, see the new halloween movies Nope. Again, it's on my God. list of things to do. I know it's good. So I <laughs> You're I missing out, I man. I know I'm disappointing you. <laughs> You're missing out. Here's like... the deal. Is when you live with a four-year-old, it's very tough to find time to watch R-rated movies. Well, get him, get him on a horror <laughs> movies. What do you mean? I mean it's never too I mean, late. Never too, I'll, never too early. I'll confess here and now that the last movie I went to see in the in the theaters was uh, Sing Two. I took Benny to see Sing 2, um, and he loved it. It was great. It was a fun experience. You know, it's, it's not a scary movie, <laughs> right? No, it's, a, it's like a, a yeah, musical. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a animated movie like um, like Pixar, mm. but it's not it's not from Pixar. I think it's time for us to listen to some music. So the band's called Plika. They released a couple of songs in 2019, and I think a few in 2020. Uh, their sound is very much like the yeah yeah yes it's very uh modern indie it doesn't sound retro i remember i was telling you that a lot of the rock bands around here have a very retro sound that they sound like the 90s they don't sound very modern mm-hmm. this one sounds good man that was nobody really... likes my music that's nobody not, likes that's my music interesting. yeah that you want to listen to that one all right yeah let's try that so let's <laughs> listen to uh, nobody likes my music from the band Plika. Nobody likes the music, nobody 
right. That was uh, Nobody Likes My Music by That was Inca. awesome. Did you like it? Oh. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. as, as soon as I said, as soon as I said they sound like the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, um, like a modern band, I realized the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs have a very retro sound also. <laughs> I was going to say that they, they, gave me a, they gave me a retro vibe, especially yeah. like in the beginning of the tune when you hear those drums, like that you, when you hear that drum beat going, and then it goes like a little faster. You know, I think like, the, the moral awesome. of the story is that there's no um, there's no such thing as a modern sound. It's all retro. It's all kind of like a you know a copy of, of something that's happened already. It kind of uh, remind me of which is the sort of like Scream Five, you... you know? It's just <laughs> it kind of reminds me from the song that you used to that, you, that I used to listen for a little bit. You showed me it. It was based on the movie. It goes like, you know, Linda, Linda. Yeah, okay, okay. Linda, Linda, Linda. Yeah, that kind yeah. of. It's um, a punk, yeah, and that's a Japanese punk band. It was more punk, punk band. for sure. Yeah, that's a Japanese punk band called uh, The Blue Hearts, if anyone's listening. That's a, that's an awesome, awesome Japanese punk band to get into. Um, the Blue Hearts, yeah. You know what I was also thinking when, while, I, while I was listening to this song is... Mm-hmm. It's sort of perfect for the soundtrack to scream. Well, which one? Which this this one? Nobody likes my music. It sort of has a very uh, kind of I don't know. At least that's what I was thinking. It has a very kind of it. It sounds like it's in minor key and it has a very. Um, I I know vibe. what you mean because I yeah. I know what you mean because I know like in, in at the end of the movie in Scream they always play like a hip hop song. You know. Um, no, they don't. Do they? Well. In the first one, I mean, like, no, I mean, like, in the first one, they not, not like a hip hop, I mean, like, um, like an indie song, right? They always, play indie, yeah, that, yeah, 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 my, my, my mistake, but yeah, yeah. that, that type, yeah, it, cool. w- it would be. And you know what, I was also thinking is that's one of the things I remember liking a lot from Scream One, Two, and Three is they always had really good soundtracks. And I always, yeah. I go back and li- I still listen to them. Like I just type in like Scream Two soundtrack or Scream Three soundtrack. You were you were nuts for uh, What If? What If? Yeah, by by yeah. um by what Creed. Was it by Creed. Yeah, by Creed. And that was for I still Scream Three. That was awesome. You know the Scream Three soundtrack is badass. It has a it's a great it's a great compilation. Of, they did awesome. It's got like Fuel and and, uh, and Incubus and it's just yeah. It's oh great. yeah. But I remember was, that, um, and, and then you know, soundtracks haven't really been a popular thing anymore. Not, yeah. not, not even like music videos. Music videos are not the same as they were before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, more of the story. I'm definitely gonna try to find time to go see Scream uh, Five. I know that we're still going through the COVID <laughs> stuff. Um, there was also some some gun violence in the states recently. And uh, and so we were just talking about Scream. We were just talking about violence. I just want to say that I think these movies, whether it's Scream 5, whether it's, you know, brutal murdering, uh, or whether it's action, you know, explosions, and really just recklessness in, in action movies, they do have a place in our pop culture. I think they are a valid way for people to go. It's, it's escapism for people to go and, and get lost for two hours and uh, and enjoy a story, right? I think it comes down to the story. Um, so if Scream 5 was enjoyable, it was because it, ha- it must have had a pretty good story to tell, right? I don't want anybody listening to think that we, we would be so crass to talk about 
a um, a mass murdering movie, a movie about a mass murder, when you have so many things happening in the states. And then um, I guess yeah, to close out the show, I am going to play one more tune called "Roller Coaster Girl," which I think is a is a really cool tune from Plika. Uh, I'm gonna right, I'm gonna put the uh, the link to Spotify in the in the description. And if you're still listening, thanks a lot for hanging out. I really appreciate it. Uh, we will catch you next time. Uh, this is Mo. See you later. Peace. See you later, guys. Three.